right. Good morning and welcome to this edition of Black Consumer News. You're listening to KABF 88.3, the voice of the people. Thank you so much uh, for joining us here today again for this week's edition of Black Consumer News headlines. If you don't know, we have one more week before Halloween and you know what is scary? Walmart and Amazon are already advertising Black Friday deals. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Go figure that one. Yes. Also, if you don't know already, this Christmas may be one that you may have to tell the kids that the Grinch stole Christmas. Why? Last week, the U.S. Labor Department reported that the Consumer Index Price Index has risen 5.3% in the past year, which means that everything on your Christmas shopping list is going to cost a lot more than last year. Yes, we're already seeing that. We're already seeing it. It's already hitting hitting our pockets. Everything. Everything Everything is is high. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it makes you wonder, though, Wesley, when we talk about the, the stimulus checks that we all receive. Now they're increasing um, everything, you know, by these, you know, 4%, 5% um, taxes and everything has increased. So did we really stim- stimulate the economy? Well, we <laughs> Are they tempor- taking that stimuli we had, back? We had a temporary stimulus and the stimulus is always to uh, uh, kind of insert uh, or inject into the economy to give it a boost, but uh, sometimes that that boost doesn't last as long as we would like it to. Absolutely, absolutely, it doesn't last as long. However, again, we can feel it in our pockets. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Wes, the U.S. port are so congested right now that President Biden and the Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg have discussed possibly deploying the National Guard to untangle the U.S. supply chain that is causing runway inflation and affecting every part of the economy. I worried about how much how long that stuff is sitting there so it's sitting at the ports it's been sitting there i mean nearly two years now yeah well there's some things that have been sitting at the port because of the pandemic uh coming in you know we we are uh the big exporter of of goods in the world uh uh, we have uh uh, goods coming in from amazon from walmart from all across the globe and they come in uh, how they enter the United States is through the U.S. ports uh, on the West Coast. The biggest port is in the Los Angeles area. Uh, and if you uh, go to the ports now, what you'll see is uh, intermodal uh, 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 and and hubs all stacked on top, containers contact on top of each other. Uh, and they've been sitting there, as you said, they've been sitting there for months. Uh, uh, if, you, if there's something... Uh, that you're missing, such as olives, something as simple as olives or ginger or something as complex as uh, I, I went to the, the grocery store the other day. And there are certain items that I shop for each week online that are not available anymore. Sure. I think we're all seeing that. Yes. Yeah, so uh, and in so, some of the items that you do purchase, such as uh, something as simple as strawberry or grapes, uh, 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 just a month ago, I was paying $7 a pound for grapes. So uh, that's because of, of the supply and demand issue that's going on 
uh, caused by this uh, uh, the supply chain bottleneck and disruptions, which affects inflation, which is which would also, and we can talk about this later in the show. Absolutely, uh, the Federal Reserve could possibly raise interest rates, which will also inf- uh, affect us in other ways. Well, I mean, and when you're talking about effect, and we're talking about you know. Uh, Christmas and getting Christmas gifts for our, for our babies. I mean, we may not be able to get those Christmas gifts that we normally get, or what the, the toys and things that are our, yeah, our there's, young there's kids two, are wanting. There's two things that could happen. One is that the, if you get the gift, it may cost a lot more than it normally would, or. Uh, let's say one of those hot gifts, the Legos or the Batman or whatever the hot toy is this yeah, year, yeah. that by by November, by the time Thanksgiving come around, they may not be available Sonic. anymore. Sonic, I think his name is Sonic. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> He's real hot. So uh, you've been, yeah, and, I, and a lot of people are already starting their shopping, yeah, I, I've well, heard. Well, you're, you're, you're having Black Friday specials before Halloween. I got to sell a hot. You know, you know me. I got to celebrate Halloween. I got to scare some kids. So, all right, you got to get in there. Listen, you have to curb some of that Halloween stuff okay, this year. Yes, okay, ma'am. okay, okay. So, of course, COVID nineteen West is still dominating the headlines this mm-hmm. week with the announcement by the CDC that a new Delta variant has been discovered. Now that's scary. That's, now that's really what the scary hey, part is. If another variant. Uh, and they have just discovered that variant, uh, CDC announced. So we don't know. They haven't explained if it's worse than the current variant, if it's more transmittable uh, than the current variant. And no doubt they will be telling us. But they're also saying that you can mix, mix match the booster shot mm-hmm. for various COVID-19 vaccines by Moderna, uh, Pfizer and Johnson and Johnson. So to me, there's some things that make you go, hmm. So we're going to be mixing and matching mm-hmm. different Vaccines. Uh, I want, uh, doctor. I want my Pfizer in my left arm and, and my, my Johnson, Johnson and Johnson. Right oh my God! Okay. I tell you, it's it's something else. I tell yeah, you, we we are in interesting times, aren't we? We're in very interesting times. Th- though I know that um, uh, I'm not sure of the report right now. You might be able to share that with us as far as the Little Rock, as far mm. as the COVID numbers. Where are they right now? Well, uh, for the state of Arkansas. Uh, I think uh, on on Wednesday of this week, we've got we were around 600 uh, new cases uh, in the state, which is down from where we were a month ago. But one of the interesting things about that are are the number of deaths were 19. So that was up. up. So you're you're still having situation. And we're uh, we're still a long way from from saying that that COVID is no longer around. In fact, uh, as, as some people were saying, the, the, the CDC and others are saying COVID could still be around a year from now, and it could be essentially like the flu. Every year we have to go and deal with this uh, uh, as a, as an ongoing uh, situation in our, our our healthcare system. Oh, I, I know, and it's again, like you said, it's a trying time, and. Um, I'm not sure how people are really handling um, getting the booster shot or now because now because that means we're getting three shots. Mm -hmm. We've had two. Mm -hmm. Now we've got the booster. Mm -hmm. And And then a year from now, you're going to have to go through that same cycle again and and get three. Mm -hmm. But we we don't think there's going to be a four. Well, well, a booster shot is simply a continuation. You got first shot, second shot. 
and and the booster shot is to to extend the first two shots uh, to keep your immunity in place so what's going to happen happen if you have to have a booster shot that means just like the flu every year you go in and they say you need to go get your flu shot that's what we're going to see with with COVID-19 every year or every six months or until we get some where you can have it like the flu and get your shot every year uh, until there's a cure or till we there's no longer any COVID cases. We're going to have to continue to go back. And people seem to have a lot of freedom these days. I mean, people are they're unmasking out. and they're they're out. And, and you saw the basketball <laughs> games. Uh, the NBA started the season and the 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 the. the, the uh, the stands were full, you know, and and not a lot of people were wearing masks. So, I, you, like you said, there's a lot of freedom going on, uh, and it's like we have come to a point in our society where we know COVID's out there, but we're not. We're going to get back to doing what we do, even if there's death, even if there's issues related to to COVID. I think people have just made a decision in their own mind. We've got to get back to some sense of normalcy. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Also, locally, we also have a lot going on with the issue of redistricting um, still on everyone's mind. Not only are groups mobilizing to prevent the act uh, 1114 and 1116 from becoming law that will split Pulaski County into three congressional districts. But Mayor Scott is proposing a new ward, um, a new ward map uh, mm-hmm. for Little Rock as well. And I think the the city directors are going to be uh, the ones that are going to be looking at those maps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and, we, and you, really, we have three issues: one at the federal level. One at the uh, the Board of Apportionment will come up with state maps for the state level. And as you said, uh, Mayor Scott and the city council are now discussing what we're going to do at the local level. And we can uh, later on in the show, we can kind of get into the details, into the weeds on those things. Absolutely. We also have Remix Ideas Incorporated founder and CEO Benito Libazipua uh, as our guest today. He's mm-hmm. going to be talking to us about his second annual Black Founders Summit that will be taking place on October 27th at the Cowles Robinson Center in Little Rock's River uh, market district. Yeah, and I will be helping him with some of those things. I'll be doing some of the master ceremonies uh, duties for that. Great. Uh, I'm looking forward to that, and I think it's going to be a great uh, way where we can talk about uh, 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 stimulating the black economy and how we can be independent of, of anyone else and and be able to build our own things, our own jobs, our own communities. Yes, and, promoting yeah, entrepreneurship. That's right. Definitely. And, and again, he'll be here uh, with us uh, around 1130. So make sure you t- stay tuned. I'm your host, Angel Burt, BCN's chief creative officer and co-producer of this show. As always, a BCN's executive editor, publisher, political, business and financial reporter, Wesley Brown, is here with us this morning. And we're also looking to hear from our BCN <coughs> headline listeners this morning to tell us what's on their mind today as well, Wesley. So you can call and join our conversation or with a question here at 501-433-0088. So let's get started, Wesley, on our headlines. Okay. On the supply chain. We, we, we mentioned that a little bit already. However, um, this week, the Social Security Administration raised its COLA from 4, 2022 to 5.9%. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, now I know Cola is not talking <laughs> about Coke or Pepsi. Mm-hmm. So tell us what that means and how does that affect me and you? Well, Cola is simply uh, uh, the, the acronym for Cost of Living Adjustments. Uh, the Social Security Administration each year for, for people who receive Medicaid, Medicare and Social Security benefits uh, each year based on the rate of inflation. Uh, the you get a c- adjustment in your benefits, and that's called the cost of living adjust benefits. Sometimes most employers across the United States they will give uh, their employees a cost of living adjustment based on that same rate. For instance, uh, if you go to your employer and say, Wesley, you're going to get a two percent uh, based on what the inflation rate is, you're going to get a two percent adjustment in your salary to keep up with, so that you will have enough in your pocket to pay for the increase in in the things on your sh- Christmas shopping list or in your grocery basket. So, okay. uh, so the co- that cost, as we said, the consumer price index for the last twelve months has risen five point three percent, which is in line with that five point nine percent. Cola adjustment. So, so does that mean everybody's going to get a raise? Well, if your employer does that, <laughs> that's up to your employer. Oh, yeah. But most employers, a lot of employers have in place a cost of living adjustment. But over the last several years, that adjustment has only been like 1%, 1.2%. A smaller well, percentage. So, so an employer may say, hey, I ain't giving you no five. Well, it'll be interesting to see, especially when they're having to raise their rates. Well, the Social Security Administration is doing it. So, yes. so those people who are receiving Social Security security benefits or Medicaid or Medicare sure, yeah. or, or uh, those type of benefits, they're going to see a 5.9% increase in 2022 in their benefits. Uh, and what, what and that, I hope this is a, it's a great model like like we're talking about uh, for employers as well. Well, they most employers give a COLA adjustment. There, there have been times, for for instance, when I was at, at Altel, uh, we received a COLA adjustment in our uh, along with any any raises that well, we were going to well, receive. Well, I was going to say, I don't, I don't think people, maybe they don't realize it because normally we're just thinking about our raises. We're not mm-hmm. necessarily thinking about the, the COLA. Co- yeah, COLA is just the, the adjustment uh, based on on the rate of inflation and, and to, to keep up, to make sure that you have enough to cover. Uh, uh, because a lot of times what happens if you look at the U.S. labor reports, uh, income doesn't rise as quickly as prices uh, increase. So a COLA is, is a lot of employers use that COLA adjustment to cover that increase that you may not see in your personal income. Uh, the thing about uh, what we are seeing now is that the, the we're seeing the type of inflation uh, that we've never seen over in the last three decades, going back to the 1970s. Uh, we haven't seen that rate of inflation uh, you can go to the gas pump. Uh, you can buy a new car. You can buy uh, uh, any luxury item. You can take travel. You can you can go travel. You buy a ticket. Uh, you can go to the grocery store. Every single thing that you buy today, compared to a year ago and compared to before pan- the pandemic started, is higher uh, than it is. And if it's not higher, you probably can't find it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so COVID-19 has really just backed everything up. Mm-hmm. So you backed up one way, then mm-hmm. you have to raise, you know, uh, don't you prices. remember? Don't you remember when we first started the pandemic? Uh, everybody, there were certain things you couldn't buy. 
you can yes. find. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Something as something as simple as bleach, something as simple tissue uh, paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, paper and towels. So, uh, things you couldn't even, and you have to wait for several months. Well, and also or you have to pay. Like, up. It also seems like that the freight system is kind of slow as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, one week you can go in and see things, and, and the, the shelves are full, mm-hmm. and the next week you go and things aren't there. Well, and the thing about this is that Arkansas is at the center of the supply chain. Why? We have the biggest retailer in the United States. Yeah, who is Walmart. That? Walmart. Yeah. And we have, who does most of the trucking for Walmart? J.B. Hunt Transport Services is one of the biggest supply chain uh, yeah. uh, uh, trucking companies in the United States. Right now, uh, J.B. Hunt is investing $1.25 billion into to help with the su- supply chain. They have over 100,000 mm-hmm. intermodal shipping containers uh, on at U.S. ports. Mm-hmm. And what, what you see with J.P. Hunt, they'll get those shipping containers, put them on a train or put them on a truck and ship them to Walmart stores or ship them to Amazon stores or ship them to all over the United States. As one of the largest trucking companies in the United States, J.B. Hunt is right in the center of that. Right in the center. So and you got Walmart and J.B. Hunt. And you also have... And I, and I guarantee you, we know who's getting those containers first. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I'm just saying. <laughs> Walmart and Amazon. Another yeah. thing, you also have Tyson Foods, who is one of the f- largest food, uh, meat and food. That they also is involved in that supply chain because can you find some wings today? No, I, I, hey, some of the wing places have shut down right. as well and, because they've been so expensive. And, and the wing stop is now advertising what? They're advertising we're selling thighs. <laughs> <laughs> no and, more uh, wings. The, and 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 the the price that you're paying for wings from last year, uh, you made oh, it's a, phenomenal. It's, fun, it's, it's almost like a dollar a wing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for so, sure. So you're seeing that impact, uh, and that's why you have to have a, the, the Social Security is doing the cost of living adjustment. Increase, yeah. But we don't need just six percent. That needs to be around ten percent. It needs to be up a little bit mm-hmm. higher for sure. Now, uh, President Biden said he's he's going to do everything in his power to solve the uh, supply chain problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, what he what did he say though, Wesley? And did he really say he would get the national guard involved? Mm-hmm. I thought that was a well. Well, he had a meeting. At, he had a meeting. I think in, uh, around October. Uh, the 13th at the White House with all the supply, uh, the executive at the U.S. port uh, on the West Coast and on the East Coast, uh, these trucking companies like J.B. Hunt, all the big trucking companies across the United States. He sat down with them at the White House with he has a team called the supply chain team. Mm-hmm. That team is led by uh, uh, U.S. Transportation Secretary uh uh, judge and what they talked about that they're going to do everything in their power to to solve this, including possibly using the National Guard to do what? Now, what would the National Guard be able to do in a situation like that? Well, you have all their trucks and all their their they would be able to to take some of the stress off of the trucking companies and begin to ship. Go to those port containers across the United States and ship those goods to the wherever they're trying to get. If you need to ship something down to the Main Street uh, uh, cafeteria okay. downtown, they would they would get involved in shipping uh, those products to to that. Now, do the question we want to ask: Do we want the federal government getting involved in that? 
That's the question that and and I mean because it's going to take federal dollars, mm-hmm. tax yeah, dollars, yeah, did you to handle the process. Yeah, and and does the 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 National Guard know the intricacies of the supply chain mm-hmm. as well as a J.B. Hunt or as well uh, as the companies that are involved in this day to the day? But this issue, the Federal Reserve. Is is what could happen if, if the only way that that you're going to deal with inflation is generally you raise interest rates. Mm-hmm. Right now, interest rates in the United States are around. Uh, if the Fed has not raised interest rates in three years, and that has driven uh, the housing market, that's why the, the, that's the strong part of the economy. People are, are even though the housing tory is low, you're having people buy uh, buy homes, and that's driving the economy. Uh, but if you raise interest rates, what that will do, it will make money more difficult to get. Mm-hmm. And what it will do is begin to slow down the economy. And at that point, it would also kind of put a, a, a poor water on the prices that are going up. Because people, once you have interest rates going up, people are less are, are less likely to go out and spend money. Well, and I was just about to say, so how uh, are they planning to get consumers out to spend uh, this Thanksgiving and Christmas even? Well, what what has happened over the last several years in terms of how we shop? Uh, we are most of us a lot of times don't go to the Black Friday uh, thing after Thanksgiving anymore. We some people we have what's called Black Monday. Or something Monday, it's Cyber Monday, mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. you basically go, you sit at your house. Right. We're a remote economy now. We, we because of COVID, we become a remote Even economy. Even more so, absolutely. So people, the way people are going to do they, these companies like Amazon, like uh, Walmart, like Target. And even in the little place down the street, they're going to be offering you online specials to try to get you to buy something online. And that's how uh, I don't think you and because still you still have the after effects of COVID. People are there. What what these retailers, brick and mortar retailers, online retailers, they're going to try to get people to begin to buy more, spend more money online. And that's the way our economy is going. And that's how you're going to see. Yeah, them. maybe the National Guard's got to come in and help transport some of those things because those containers that have been sitting there, they haven't figured out what to do with those. So mm-hmm. somebody's got to move things around. Yeah, you to you, make sure you got a little obsession with those. <laughs> yeah, obsession with those containers. Well, you get, do you got some purses and shoes in those containers? Not, I don't have anything that they haven't in been them. delivered to you. Not to say that I won't have something in them, but okay. I don't have anything there. Anything right now. Okay. Okay. So on the local front, um, uh, Wesley, Mayor Frank Scott asked Little Rock City directors on Tuesday to consider two new redistricting maps uh, that uh, rely on the city's seven. I mean, I'm sorry, realign the city's seven wards to handle the city's decade long population growth. Mm -hmm. And. and more diverse demographics. Right. Um, so what happened at um, Tuesday's meeting with the board? Well, he introduced that. And as you know, the mayor has had problems Im- implementing his Build Back Better plan. Uh, a few months back, he lost the, the referendum to to uh, for the one percent percentage uh, sales tax referendum. Mm-hmm. Uh, he lost that. Uh, uh, he hasn't been able to get uh a lot of the things that he's been trying to do uh, uh, to uh, 
uh, a lot of things that he's been trying to do with his his agenda moving forward, and kind of the same thing happened to the, the uh, vice uh, mayor Lance Hines, who some people think is a is a white supremacist. Uh, mm-hmm. Just uh, uh, allegedly, but, some people have called him that, and mm-hmm. that he's trying to stop everything that Mayor Scott, who is the city's first black mayor, to do. Uh, what they what he proposed is that the mayor not be involved in this redistricting, but that it be given to the city manager, which is Bruce Moore, uh, allow him to handle the redistricting, to, pro- to draw the maps, and then come back to the city uh, board and with a proposal. But they don't. Here's the thing. They don't want the mayor to be involved. They don't want him to have his hand. They don't want him to get credit for this. Uh, and so that's what you're going to see. Uh, it's it's in that now. That's what they voted on. And yeah, I think it's just another way to obstruct uh, uh, everything that, that Mayor Scott has tried to do. You've seen a counter from the, the white city councilors and the white movement. Uh, and, and it's interesting, Hines District, if you look at the two maps, it won't be affected. That's West Little Rock. That's the richest area of the city. Uh, 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 the uh, And what we are seeing is if we look at the 2022 census numbers, mm-hmm. Little Rock, for the first time in its history, went over 200,000 people. That puts us in a different demographic as far as U.S. cities. Secondly, we are more diverse. The two most diverse counties in the state of Arkansas is Pulaski County in Little Rock. Uh, one out of every two people you're going to meet is going to be a people, person of color. The second county is Hempstead County down in my hometown of Hope. Mm-hmm. Those are the two most diverse. The diversity index for those two cities is 60%. What the city of Little Rock has refused to do and doesn't want to happen is to give black people, uh, that's why we have an at-large system, which I think is unconstitutional, as oh, yeah. a system of government, Absolutely. to where uh, every one is represented properly. Those at-large votes will make sure that it, that anything that Mayor Scott wants to do, he can be outvoted on. Uh, and that is the, the system of government that we have. The, uh, we've had some of the same things, like, like the sales tax won't be extended, but it wasn't Mayor Scott's sales tax. It was Mark Stodalus. Right. They gave him an extension. They gave the last white mayor an extension. Uh, but they want... Uh, uh, Mayor Scott has come with some great ideas. Right. He's come with, with, he's tried to work with everybody. Bring, well, you have to be have, inclusive. You have, you have to have uh, a foundation um, to have, help any vision to come to fruition. Mm-hmm. And that foundation is funds. And, and, and it has to be supported mm-hmm. in order for any uh, person yeah, you have in to a have, leader, yeah. leadership position to be able to focus and then carry out mm-hmm. uh, the vision uh, for our city, yeah. um, whether it's, it, it's locally or not. But I wanted to say, too, Wesley, that there's a lot of things that because we always talk about, you know, local politics is like exactly where we should be and where it's at mm-hmm. and things that we should get involved in and understand. But nationally, we're talking about the same things. We're talking about, you know, redistricting maps all over at the, the federal ent- level, at the federal level, we got at the state level, at the state level and down to the local voter level. suppression. I mean, like, kind of, so the climate of the of the um, country right now is just really well, just and part of it was driven of course by the pro-Trump movement sure. and they've passed bills all across the United States uh, uh, to 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 
to to redraw the maps. They've also passed voter suppression legislation across the United States. And they also uh, there's a bill that was was rejected in, in Congress this week to pass a federal law that basically would make all of this redistricting stuff moot. And it would it would have a more fair representation where the redistricting would be taken out of the hands of these local bodies, but put in in the hand of a body that would would not be political, but would make these decisions based on the federal law. And that mm. didn't happen because it was blocked in Congress. Wow. It's it, it it's it's so much going on. Matter of fact, we had Kwame on um, last Friday talking about this 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 very same thing. So mm-hmm. I know their efforts are really being um, looked at, and a lot of things are going on as far as trying to prevent all of these um, these um, you know district maps and mapping and gerrymandering and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Um, Caller, are you there? Well, hold up, Miss Burke. Good morning, Mister Brown. All right, how you doing? Can't complain. All right, all right. Just as as a point of reference, back during the 2010 redistricting, and I'm talking about Ward 1, there was a movement to move the Heights then Mm -hmm. and dilute the African-American vote in Ward 1. Well, that same situation has popped up again. Yes, it is. Uh, Just like Solomon has said, there's nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. My thing is uh, that Ward 3, that's Kathy Webb, it would affect her. Mm -hmm. But here's my point. Yeah, in the name of diversity, you want to make sure everybody's included. However, I like to put the question out what interest does the height share with the majority of Ward 1? Well, uh, and I think that 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 is going to be. Probably come to the courts. That question is going to have to come to the courts to decide. Does well, I, I mean even with the communities of interest? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and if you're a long-time resident of Little Rock, you know what the heights and the hill. Yeah, you 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 know what the demographics are. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we know what they are. Mm-hmm. So, um, my thing is, uh, and I like the um, uh, less likely plan of moving stuff around mm-hmm. because it basically gives some type of uniformity mm-hmm. of what people uh, have now. People don't like to shuffle around a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they, but, they you know, yeah, the population is changing. We have to give yeah. you know, that, that that's the one truth of all, all this thing is that you have to change the map because the population is changing. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to quote the late great W.E. Du Bois. Power conceives nothing without demand. Never, never has and never will. Mm-hmm. And if you make a demand, you better make sure that you can enforce it. Yeah, yeah. What what we lack as black folks, we can make demands and requests all we want to. Mm-hmm. But where is the punitive measure behind that? Yeah. Okay. Well, we don't have. Yeah, we don't have a. Uh, we don't have a legislative structure right now because we don't have the ability to pass a law right now. Uh, well, and that's uh-huh. one. And that's one thing we we talked about um, last evening. At the Dunbar Historic Neighborhood Association, we had uh, a tax millage meeting over at the um, Dunbar Magnet um, Middle School, mm-hmm. and it you and, know, and that what, vote of course begins on October twenty sixth. Uh, yeah, the, the early Rock, voting. The yeah, early voting on the Little Rock School District millage. Yeah. Uh, uh, to to extend uh, uh, financing 
for to continue to build uh, the several projects. You you can go to the Little Rock School District website and see all the projects out there. But many that affect our children at our schools. Yeah, and, and, and one thing I, 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 I like put, I'm sorry. I like to put this question okay. for Why am I fighting the same battles that my parents fought for me, <laughs> and I'm fighting for my kids? Why well, am I fighting them same battles? And and, that, and that's what I was going to um, allude to on that demand aspect. Uh, we have to understand as black people is that we know our issues and, and, and problems that we have, but we also have to start devising solutions mm-hmm. for, for those things. So if we're demanding something, we need to make sure we have a solution to what well, we're let demanding. Me, let me put one solution out there, okay? Okay. With the advent of charter school, why doesn't Shorter have a charter school? Mm-hmm. Why didn't Philander Smith have a charter school? Why didn't Arkansas Baptist have a charter school? We have to start building our own institution. Yeah, that, that, those we are good. We want to address some of the issues those, that are facing us. Those, those are great, great ideas. on the table. All right. Yeah. Hey, I think those thank are great you, ideas. I'm, I'm going to get off there. Thank you, and thank you for your thank comments. You. Well, yeah. and I want you to just continue on on the millage vote uh, in kind of your, I know you're the executive director of the Dunbar Historic Neighborhood, uh, uh, and you guys had a meeting. Tell us about what happened with that. Well, of course, um, you know, the millage tax is a tax that um, is taken from your property tax. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this would be an extension mm-hmm. of uh, your property tax that you're already paying. Mm-hmm. So it's not to start anything new, it's to extend it. And the mm-hmm. millage tax pays for the operations as well as the maintenance costs mm-hmm. um, for our Little Rock School District. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about that that cost, one, one of the conversations that we were having was major conversation when you look at a historical school Right, and there's so many issues, leaky roofs, holes in the walls in the auditorium. Like, where is that funding going to eventually and, come and, from? And I and I know uh, 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 the Little Rock School District Superintendent uh, Michael Poor attended this meeting, and what did he have to say? Well, he he, he assured us that that um, tax millage money uh, for those issues and concerns um, at this national historic school uh, will be addressed. So and, you were talking we'll specifically about Dunbar we, School. Uh, we District. talked about, you know, we talked about all, all our schools because, of course, all of our children are important. Mm-hmm. But specifically, we did, uh, because we were at the school, obviously, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we wanted to make sure uh, that we uh, had, our, had made sure that our voices um, were being heard as far as the the the, uh, the value one of the the school the value of the community the value our, of our children being in a condition um, that uh, a, a learning condition uh, conducive to learning in ex of excellence since you know of course Dunbar uh, is considered one was considered one of the best high schools in its heyday um, built in 1928 uh, up until 1957 the best black high school in um, Arkansas but you know like Mr. Lowe said some of the issues that we're, we're we're debating and discussing these days are the same issues that our parents uh, had to deal with getting the proper things of education for us to make sure that we the issues of our community are taken care of along with everybody else is uh, making sure that that black kids have the same opportunity as white kids in a in a conducive learning environment. Absolutely, and take the, the taking on the reign and responsibility ourselves. And so we're going to talk that about on- that with our guests. Yeah, and that's an ongoing conversation. I think we have our guest on the phone. Benito, are you there? 
Yes, I'm here. There he is. Thank you so much for joining us today on, on Black Consumer News. But Benito Lubazibwa, uh, he's the founder of the Black Founder Summit that's coming up on October mm-hmm. um, the 27th. He's actually the CEO of Remix Ideas Incorporated, mm-hmm. and um, he's going to be having the Black Founder Summit. And we are excited to have you here this morning, Benito. Thank you so much for joining us. Mm-hmm. No, thank you very much for having me. Uh, I'd like to I'd like to start out. Um, you know, we're going to talk about the summit, but I also want people to know all the great things that you're doing as far as entrepreneurship is concerned. The incubator um, um, service that you have for entrepreneurs, the school, and um, just talk about that a little bit and some of the future goals of Remix Ideas. Uh, thank you very much for giving me this opportunity. Um, so, Remix Ideas, what really we are trying to do is to democratize entrepreneurship. Uh, one of the things I see here uh, in uh, in Arkansas, not only in Arkansas, but in 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 this country in general, um, black businesses uh, they are lacking in the entrepreneurial ecosystem for good reasons. Uh, we don't have uh, access to capital. We don't have access to resources. And what Remix Ideas we say, okay, we want to democratize this space. Not only to, we are not in the business of uh, trying to level the playing field, mm-hmm. we are in the business of building the new one. Mm-hmm. Uh, for 400 years, this house has been you know, against uh, black people, period, and has put uh, you know, unnecessary bar- barriers for us to be able to grow, to be able to build our own wealth, to be able to, uh, to determine our own destiny. So like civil rights movement what we are trying to do is to have economic movement mm-hmm. uh, unless we have economic power in the black community racism will still be a problem but if collectively we have economic power that will be a vaccine the vaccine or <laughs> I like that. sustainable solution for black people yeah economic vaccine that's what we need injected into the arm of our own economy yeah Yeah, and and economic power is something that uh, Carl Anderson um, uh, poweronomics uh, is definitely uh, quite popular for I I think that would be a great read for any and every everyone so as we talk about economic uh, power and um, the upcoming black uh, founders summit Benito tell us what your vision is for for that as well and um, how can people get involved yeah so uh, before I even answer your question, I think I want to emphasize this. Okay. The source of the solution for our, you know, for our black community must come from us, mm-hmm. by us, and with us. Mm-hmm. Let me repeat that. The source of the solution must come from us, by us, and with us. Mm-hmm. And that's very important. We must be the architect of our own solution right and if we can do that we'll have a, a more sustainable uh, solution mm-hmm. and so we always uh, talk about the you know um expect somebody else is going to come and, and say you know solve our um, problems no we must solve our own problems so one of the problem we have in the black community in the black businesses yes we start businesses but we start business but we stay small Mm-hmm. We don't grow, we don't scale. And um, the summit, which is going to be taking place October 27th, this coming Wednesday, mm-hmm. please go to com and register. It's going to be about how do we scale 
black-owned businesses in, in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And when I, I say scale, uh, the definition of scale for us for this summit is we define scale as a business that at least in $1 million or more in revenue annually mm-hmm. on a sustainable basis. We have very few black businesses who they can say, okay, every year they, their revenue is $1 million and above, $10 million, $20 million. That's the only way we can really uh, make uh, impact in our community. Mm-hmm. Because if we stay small, we, can, we, we cannot build what we call intergenerational wealth. Mm-hmm. Everybody say, oh, if you become entrepreneur, or entrepreneurship can, uh, can uh, cross the gap, or wealth gap. No, we'll not cross the wealth gap if our business, they don't grow. Right. The only way we can cross the wealth gap if we can help those business to scale. Mm. And so uh, on Wednesday, we'll be discussing uh, and try to find the playbook of the blueprint of really how we can uh, scale black-owned businesses. And, 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 and Benio, and I know you and I, we've had many conversations. We've talked about what that $1 million in annual revenues would do uh, not only provide a salary for the founder or the person who started that business, but it will provide m- a money uh, for employees to hire people to expand, to look at. And I know you're going to discuss this also. One of the things that black businesses haven't done in the, in the past is being involved in mergers and acquisitions to, to come together. If you've got two businesses, black businesses on the same block that are doing the same thing and both of of them are about to go out of business maybe the best answer is to join hands and and become one entity so they they can continue uh or, or go out and acquire another business so, so you were uh, well, i know that's going to be one of the things that you talk about doing right yeah, and, yeah. and can we and can we honestly take I mean, think of those types of measures when we we don't have that many black businesses, right? Especially right here in, in Little Rock. So, would it not be uh, Benito and Wesley? You can chime in on the, on this as, as well. Is where do we begin to start growing uh, uh, black businesses? And is there a particular area of, of business that uh, people should be um, looking at going into as well, or is it just vast, Benito? Yeah. So before I answer your question, uh, let me go back to what Wesley was talking about. The end game, really, uh, once we can grow and scale the business, it will not be only the benefit of the, uh, the owner of the business, the founder of the company, but it's going to create more jobs. If you are any business which have uh, revenue of about $1 million and above, we'll create about 10, 10, and 10 jobs and above. And most of the time, those jobs will come from our own community. Right. Uh, we increase the revenue. We'll build. It'll be a, 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 that will be a driver of really of um, black economic development in our community. So to answer your question about uh, businesses, no, we have businesses which I can see they can scale uh, to the level of uh, to to one million and above. We do have those the businesses, mm-hmm. but um, we, we we have to give them a, a blueprint all the. They, we have to create a, a better environment for them to be able to scale. Mm-hmm. Give an example: there's a um, the city of Little Rock spend more than two million dollars, two hundred million dollars every year. Right. Okay. That two hundred million dollars is our own taxpayers' money. Mm-hmm. But guess who benefit? Is very few people benefit, and the most of them, their business owned by white male. Mm-hmm. So, 
we can have, like Wesley was talking about, we can have small construction companies in the black community put together their effort. Instead of just be, you know, uh, we are too small. Let's combine our efforts. Mm -hmm. and let's bid for this contract, not only from the city, but also from the airport. And that's how really we can start building these big companies. Mm -hmm. The same thing apply if, like, uh, we, we have people, they're making, I don't know, maybe they're making soap. We have many uh, women, they're they are in that business of uh, beauty surprise. Mm -hmm. But they are too small. But if five of them, they can come together, mm -hmm. and then we can help them to get, you know, um, the project, let's say, with Sanskrit, uh, it can change, it can be a game changer. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it doesn't mean we have the businesses, but what we, we don't understand, we are not very strategic mm -hmm. of, of, of how we're going to grow, because unless we combine our efforts, Mm -hmm. We continue to be small unless we we, we, we we make sure that we can they can have access to capital mm -hmm. because growth is expensive mm -hmm. because when you grow you need money yeah and what we are trying to do we are make sure that uh, we provide that funds uh, Wednesday in, uh, at the Black Summit will will be able to provide uh, more than sixty five thousand dollars in that event. Right. And all of that money will go to uh, black owned businesses. I think that's great. And, and I, I know, Benito, we've, we've talked about also, uh, you've talked about we have the, the businesses here. We have people starting businesses. If you go look at the data out there, black people are starting businesses, but they're not sustaining those businesses. Also, black business, black people are not going into, uh, I'm a member of the National Inventors Hall of Fame. We have we are focusing on our efforts on on getting more black people in STEM related jobs, and and those are high paying jobs at science, uh, technology, engineering, mathematics. That is the leading edge where where we're going to be be seeing. And and uh, 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 if you look at the numbers, companies that are involved in tech are the ones that tend to grow oh. faster. Oh, absolutely. And, and see that. that uh, so I know you have talked also about the diversification of, of black businesses also, Benito. Uh, real quick, though, Benito, I want to go back to that $65,000 provided. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? I, I'm not, I, I wanted you to kind of explain when you say we, we're going to have $65,000. Is that going to go to entrepreneurs? Is that going to, I mean, are you, is, is that what you're raising? I, I didn't understand the $65,000 part. It's going to the black-owned entrepreneurs. Uh, so we'll, we'll give uh, to black-owned entrepreneurs um, $65,000 in, in a different way. It's going to be a mix of, uh, some of them will be grants. Okay. Some of them will announce microloan. We have a special microloan, which is called Imani Fund. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for a long time, you know, the financial institutions, they have used uh, credit score and collateral as economic red lines for black businesses to get uh, access to capital. Mm -hmm. So we start this Imani Fund, which is a microloan where we give up to $25,000 to black-owned businesses uh, without just without asking for credit score or collateral. What we just look is your business model. If okay. we can see your business is, um, we see the cash flow, we see, we see the potential of the business, we see that uh, the owner is committed to that, you know, to the, uh, to the, to execute that business model. Okay. We'll give that to up to $25,000. So 
um, Wednesday, we are giving two uh, black-owned businesses, each one $25,000 each. Wow. And then we have other money, which is going to be another uh, $15,000 uh, is going to be grants going to black-owned businesses. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, and so in, in that, that and, and I have to put a plug in, to, to participate, you you need to you need to come to the event. Uh, so go to uh, 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 summit dot com and sign up. Be a part of this event. Last year we had over, I uh, know Benito brought in over a hundred, uh, 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 over a hundred people participated from all levels of, of business and government, the private sector. And during this last year, there were two funds that were announced. One. Uh, uh, by by Simmons Bank and Southern Bank Corps, uh, 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 and one by Benito's group, Remix Ideas, and uh, the uh, Arkansas Urban League. Both of those funds are for black and uh, owned businesses, and they're over a million dollars. So, I, uh, what I love about what Benito is doing, he is providing. He's providing answers and he's providing solutions, and not just a summit to sit and talk about the issues and then go home and do nothing. But to uh, be, have these summit be a starting point for different movements that that Benito has been involved in, uh, and we know of his record in the past with with Africa Day and the Little Rock um, uh, Market, uh, uh, and he's done so many things in our community to 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 br to bring attention to uh, inequities. Yeah, and thank you very much, uh, and thank you for all, all you guys for your support. Um, I think it's time for us to rethink out the way we really we build our community in the in the black community. Um, I think we have been uh, really struggled to try to fight a, to have a seat at the table. I think it's time now to build our own tables mm -hmm. and to uh, if we go to a meeting to go with our own uh, chairs. Um, <laughs> this is the time has to change. Um, so what what uh, to me I think in the black community we have again we have not been very strategic. I think we. We talk a lot. We do. We have um, professional people who are giving speeches, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? uh, right. but you don't see any substance. Right. You don't see any results. It's, it's time for us to really, you know, uh, really to make people accountable. Right. For with, with their words. Um, I'll give an example. Next year, we are starting racial equity index. I will announce on Wednesday racial equity index. Mm -hmm. We'll we'll start we'll start um, you know uh, you know make accountable uh, accountable these cities mm -hmm. these uh, corporations mm -hmm. uh, who are say they're giving they're, they want to do business with black people we want to see the numbers mm -hmm. and each year we'll, we'll we rank those those cities and those uh, corporations on on how they are spending the money with the. Uh, black businesses i'm glad in, uh, on wednesday we have somebody from entergy mm -hmm. uh who is uh, mr charles is coming he's a supplier diversity lead and entergy they want to do business with black businesses again go back to the question we have the business which they can do uh they can do business with entity yeah so it's up to us to prepare those business in the black community give them capacity right give them access to capital 
So when we expand or open those markets, they are, they are, you know, they are ready to do it. Mm-hmm. And a company like Energy has, has a, every year their annual budget is, is in, in, in the uh, 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 several billions of dollars. So uh, we should be, be you know, prepared. And I, and I have to give Energy credit. They're heir apparent that some of their top executives, uh, they have built uh, 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 several of their top of black are black executives, so they're building a model, not just talking about it, uh, but they're participating, and and I, I think this is a great opportunity to the fact that you're bringing them to the table. And also, um, um, also Benita, I'm, I'm, I'm really elated to hear about this racial equity index. So this is becoming our own gatekeepers, and then everyone who screams about minority contracts and what they're going to do, and that, that never comes to fruition, maybe we can start saying, okay, you said you were going to give um, X amount of minority contracts. So wh- where are they, and when are they coming, and who are they going to? And you're right. I mean, it is about capital um, for uh, black people making sure that we have a good foundation to build a, a, a company uh, that can have the revenue of a, a one million dollars. Um, one thing I wanted to um, ask uh, Benito as well is that. Um, oh, well, let me just back up because I also want to say all of those, all of these things are solution-driven ideas, and so. Um, Looking at the Black um, Summit that's coming up on October 27th and someone that's listening in, um, wh- why would your average person want to tune in or even 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 come? I know it's going to be virtual and then you're going to have like a hybrid uh, with people being actually at the, uh, the, uh, the Run Robinson. But why would the average consumer want to join in um, with the summit, with the Black Founder Summit? I think the answer is very simple. Um, uh, unless we have um, economic power, we'll continue to struggle um, with uh, all this um, issue of um, um, economic issues. Like we talk about the wealth gap between um, you know blacks and whites is so big. I think uh, last time I checked. Um, the medium average um, worth of our white family is about 189,000. Mm-hmm. The black is, Six. is, uh, is very low. 6,000. You know, I'm sorry. It, it's, it's, on the, yeah, it's around $10,000. $23,000. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, it, it moved from 70, it's about $23,000. Mm-hmm. It's very low. And have to be, let's, let's be clear here. Mm-hmm. Blacks did not create the wealth gap. Mm-hmm. This is a systemic racism which creates this economic gap. But we cannot wait for the people who create this, this gap <laughs> to try to solve this problem. No. I think it, it, it's up to us to really to find the solution. So what do you expect? What, what people will, will expect in this summit? First of all, they will expect an agenda, an agenda defined by forward-thinking solutions to the challenges facing black-owned businesses forward-thinking solutions. Second, an opportunity for us to work together in that summit to start develop a blueprint for scaling black-owned businesses. Mm-hmm. Number three, you'll be a platform to engage on ideas and action that will shape the future of black entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. So this will, not, this will not be only an intellectual exercise. This will be, we, we, we want at the end of the day to have action. 
Mm-hmm. But we want the solutions which, again, the black-led solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and yes, we, we, we want other people to, uh, I don't know, they call alliance. I, maybe, I, I, to me, I prefer to call partners. Right. Because the, the development of black community, the trans, the, the, um, if we can uh, have economic mobility in the black community, is good for everybody. Right. It's not only good for black people, it's good for the, for the, the, the city, it's good for the state, and it's good for the, this nation. Right. Absolutely. Um, Benito, we want to say we appreciate you being here on Black Consumer News. We want everyone to go to um, the BlackFoundersSummit.com to get more information uh, where they can register as well to to join this um, wonderful event. I also want to say that Wesley and I have worked alongside Benito for many years now, and his passion, your care, your understanding the needs of other really and truly is what makes uh, a wonderful leader. Yeah, and I, and I want to challenge you, if you're a black business uh, out there uh, and you're alone and, and, and you may have missed out on the PPP or, or all the monies that came through the, through the, through the CARES Act, uh, uh, come, to this, uh, come to this summit. There are things going on. Uh, uh, there, there are people who have knowledge and information that can help your business uh, uh, and 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 I think, as we said, if we can all come together, uh, we can all provide solutions. Absolutely. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you for your support, and um, for everybody, listen. Please join us on this exciting journey to advance black entrepreneurship in Arkansas. Thank you, Benito, and I'll talk to you later today, man. Thank you. Thank you, Benito. Thank you. All right, great. Company. Conversation, great event that's coming up. I'm Talk, excited about it. It is be. economic development. That's going to be the strength of our community because it's right now it's the death of our community. So we got to reverse it and go the other direction. And what better way to do it to go to the Black Founder Summit coming up on October the 27th? More information they can go to blackfoundersummit.com or you can go to our website blackconsumernews.com and yes. we're going to be writing about those issues and, and we're going to be actually doing stories and reporting on that uh, on that event absolutely so that's the end of our show for this week if you haven't already go and check out our new website our website in general at blackconsumernews.com follow us on twitter and instagram and like us on facebook because we like you also sign up for our monday morning brew newsletter uh, on our website and get our weekly updates um, in your inbox for your start of your week and again thank you for joining us here today on black consumer news news that empowers